Welcome to the Pixel Classroom podcast where we talk about passion, innovation, epilepsy awareness, entrepreneurship, gaming, and more. This educational podcast is meant for everyone out there looking to expand their horizons, learn for about pop culture news, and more. And I am your host, Ryan Reed. And you can look more on my classroom website at classroomsnextlevel.wordpress.com, better known as Dice Up the Classroom. Now, let's get into the most latest episode. Here we are. Welcome to the Pixel Classroom Podcast, episode 100. Can you believe it? A hundred episodes. I mean, it's been almost three years, hundred episodes, and this is kind of a milestone because most podcasts actually never make it past 20 episodes, believe it or not, whether they're individual or well-known ones off of no Corson. But I decided for the big 100 to have a, a guest like no other today, and he is the founder of Aldous Design. He uh, stumbled into the world of design about 23 years ago, and as uh, Rub shows with every design tech technique form, graphic design, screen printing, package design, brand identity, animation, videographic, and photography. He is also the co-sponsor of the professional improv group Green Room Improv, which at one point I did not miss a single show for three years, and he can attest to that, which was founded in 2000 as he's played a pivotal role in ensemble design, production, and marketing and performing. He thrives intellectually, guts so, go for broke, atypical design, and weighs heavily on both form and function, and bleeds through his life and every choice. He's also a very dedicated husband and father of two lovely daughters. I'd like to welcome my old friend. He was also part of my wedding party once upon a time, the amazing and only Matthew Aldous. Matt, welcome to the Classroom Podcast. Hey, thanks. So, so glad to be here. That was quite an introduction there. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I try, you know, I always try to hype up my guests and they always like, wow, you, that, that makes you sound more. But, you know, we've talked about this, but yeah, Matt, how, give us a little background for all our listeners out there because we do actually have a lot of graphic design people out there. I mean, I yeah. even teach a course at the high school. So, you know, give, give us the whole, what yeah. made Matthew Aldis lead to the graphic and video because you also edited video for us once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I, it was, probably like my junior in high school, I, I finally realized I'm like, ah, I should probably maybe choose something to, to go to college and, you know, get the whole degree kind of thing. And, and I, uh, you know, that's kind of where I started doing theater. Um, I, one of my friends was actually, uh, and I, you obviously know this story, Ryan, and we can go into it later if you want. But <laughs> so I, one of my friends had invited me to the school play, which was the nerd. And it yep. was, um, and it was the comedy uh, by Larry Shue, I believe. And yes, uh, I did. yeah, so we're, I was sitting in the auditorium and I'm watching this thing because I hadn't done a theater show since I was in sixth grade. It was a community theater performance. It was like Wizard of Oz. Or it could have been just like a blip on the radar, but, um, but I, I enjoyed that moment so much. And then, so I'm sitting there and it's like halfway through act one and I'm watching this and dying with laughter and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I had like that epiphany moment. Oh my gosh, I, I'm missing out. And, um, and I was playing soccer with school, you know, at the time. And um, I remember, you know, I found, um, found the coach in the hallway and handed my uniform. I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to step out of the team. I'm, I'm going to kind of pursue arts and theater. And everybody's like, serious? Because uh, I was a starter. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, thinking that this is kind of my calling. And so, so I, you know, junior, senior year jumped into some art classes and then, you know, auditioned for the next show, which was uh, a comedy called play on and got in and I was like, all right, giddy up, here we go. And, uh, <laughs> and then, so, yeah. And then as soon as I, as soon as I got into my collegiate career, I was, you know, nuts for doing as many shows as possible and com community theater shows as possible. I mean, I would, I would stack up five or six shows like in a year's time, you know, sometimes in two shows at the same time, I just like, I couldn't get enough. I was like a sponge. And I'm like, I just, I want to see like, you know, how many I can do, you know, before I get married and settle down. And that kind of slows down a little bit, which it has, but anyways, <laughs> I'll get back to that. But, um, but when I got into my collegiate career as well, too, 
um, we, we had taken a course um, uh, and it was like a desktop publishing course it was called. And now mind you, this is like, you know, I'm gonna date myself here, but this is early stages of like Photoshop and Illustrator and, you know, programs like that. Just, I mean, very like beginner, you know, like Photoshop one, literally. Yeah. I mean, like I said, um, I when my mom first, I went into her office after I got my driver's license at Alt-Geld Hall back when it was the old NIU publishing. She's like, all right, I want to show you this Photoshop. I'm like, what? And then she was showing yeah. me the whole thing. It, it, yeah. It's very interesting. But I took, so I took a course though. The first course I took, it wasn't Photoshop. It was, um, and cause I was doing a, a BA in uh, visual communications. So um, one of the courses was a desktop publishing course, and it was all about learning Quark Express. Mm. And that is like the archaic watered down version of PageMaker, which is the archaic watered down version of InDesign, <laughs> which is, you know, and I remember after I like finished that like semester, I'm like, oh my gosh, if this is like what design is, like I want nothing to do with it. And so <laughs> I basically, didn't, I didn't stop doing design, but I focused all of my efforts towards photography. Cause back then it was like 35 millimeter film. Like, mm. and I was like, I'm going to learn this as best as I can. And I literally had people paying me to like develop their film for them. Cause I had it down in like the shortest amount of time that like, could it be changed inside the bag and then like go in and develop it in, you know, in the, the dark room or, you know, I would go into the dark room sometimes like, like 6 PM, like after like dinner and I would walk out at like 4 AM. I was just in there, just obsessed with learning it and doing fine arts. And I got into some painting and, and some illustration, all that stuff. And I was, I was doing all of those different things. And, you know, and the, with my degree, it's like I had to do some design at one time, you know, like the senior design show was on the horizon. And, you know, fast forward a little bit, I get to my senior year and I'd focus so much effort on like photography and painting and doing, you know, different things like that, as well as taking the design and design history and all of those courses. And I remember they're like, okay, well, your senior art show is going to be like portfolio. And I'm like, but like, what about all of the photography and everything mm -hmm. I've done? You know, because I had seen other people, you know, years before me alumni who had, you know, got to kind of pick what their senior show was. And um, they're like, well, I mean, you can do two if you want. I was like, I'm doing two. <laughs> so I did um, back to back in one week and then the next week and if you've ever pre prepared for like a senior art show or whatever it's like so time consuming and there's mm. a lot of like kind of marketing to get people to come or whatever that all comes into that but i was like you know i'm i'm just i kind of very passionate about you know doing as much as i can right um sometimes to a fault and so i did a senior photography show and then i did the week after senior uh senior design portfolio show. And there was a lot of really good takeaways from those things. Um, and I think the push having to do both really kind of transported me into finding a career almost like the day I walked out of the door from, you know, getting my degree. And, um, and so, yeah, but with some of that, I didn't have all of my focus, like all my eggs in one basket with learning just graphic design, right? It was kind of split somewhat evenly between the fine arts and the like digital design kind of, you know, kind of aspect of, of that degree. Um, so the first, you know, handful of jobs, I, you know, get out of college and you see a lot of these job ads and they're like, you know, looking for, you know, five years experience. And I'm like, like how is anybody like right out of college like supposed to right. get this you know and so I just started applying for those anyways and I, I think with my charisma and enthusiasm some people kind of you know extended the olive branch and like you know hired me and and you know some of them worked and some didn't but like through that and getting into some of these places where I was with a lot more like senior level people I like it was like, all right, I got to learn as much as is possible. I, there's some of these programs I don't know. I've got to learn as much as possible. Or there's some programs that are now being invented 
like that deal with like animation and video, which is what I do now, like daily, um, that were not invented yet, basically mm-hmm. during my collegiate career. So um, I was very um, big advocate in those times. And so currently of like, I've got to learn as much as I can, even if I have to do it myself, I'm going to learn, I'm going to ask questions. And through the course of just kind of humbling myself over the years and doing that, I, I really started to you know, find some traction with learning these programs and finding kind of like my design voice and in this field. And, and then, you know, kind of truly, um, you know, like what my passion really was. And I mean, I love doing design and graphic design, but I found sometimes some bigger payoffs, not only financially, but just like emotionally and passionate kind of payoff with like doing animation and like video and things like that. It's just, with the music's involved and all of that, it's just, it, you know, really speaks to me. So I've, I've kind of found my, uh, my niche there. Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, some of your earlier, cause you know, I remember when, before we did our, cause our first show together was Oklahoma and everything, but I remember I seen you in play on and I, and I had a question for play on cause the nerd, the nerd in the music man, which was our, my freshman year, cause you were sophomore really kind of got me with the theater. And that's what I had jumped on with that. But yeah. it's really interesting because you you always had like I like I said I knew about you playing soccer because I didn't know you too much and then of course we were working yeah. and people didn't know I was actually Matt and I would jump in the car we'd go to the new Taco Bell back then when it was the new Taco Bell which was a couple of you know basically walking distance from our high school still is and we have uh, friends of the of ours whose children go there now and walk make the walk but um it was interesting Matt was always putting together little pieces I was trying to copy him sometimes I just was like Matt's so much better than me because he could draw and design much better too but that's actually what pushed me to go take keyboarding formatting. i would have taken web page design the early web page design if you remember what we had at the high school back then but unfortunately it didn't fit with my schedule and that but i went on to do that for the marketing when i was in theater niu and it's really interesting too when we were working on i was trying to do some of the videos too but um what had led in you really just had that nick for like, getting the music butt up and pop in there because when we did our uh rogues night at captain's codes video for that contest at wizard world those years Years ago like you made the the theme and the edit like work so well i'm just like oh see matt just really gets that really well done there with the timing and oh, the yeah. yeah yeah and that and that's you know kind of um you know present day a lot of times when i go into a video or animation project um i i really um try to connect with the music that i'm going to edit to first so i usually try to find that because um so i just did a, a huge project um for actually uh the place that i work at and um it was very like syncopated with like all of like this percussive type of like music and everything um and so again with that it really made it more complicated project kind of brought that on myself but the payoff at the end was just huge with the client and like you know they loved it but again sometimes it's like you know if you're scared to like go to those places to try something new you know you'll never progress and um i guess one of my mantras has kind of always been like, you know, fail forward. And where it's like, you say, Hey, at least I tried it, you know, mm-hmm. or I tried to color outside the lines. Um, and, 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 you know, you just never, you just never know. So um, yeah, it's just kind of been what's pushed me forward. And I think it's actually a good point to move in our segue here too, because, you know, you were talking about your improv group with green room. Now the, the origins of green room are actually very interesting. Yeah. What led to you guys creating green Greenwood all, which is even more to the fact that, you know, Melissa actually knew Dave and Martine and everybody long before I knew them, which was really funny, yeah. but um, what, you know, and people who don't know green room, amazing improv groups have, we haven't been to a show in a few years just because of various reasons. We're, we're hoping to change that here in 2022 hopefully come finally see shows again too because we're can venture out more and so forth but um it's a very interesting not only that but also kind of how you worked in with some of the graphic design as well as some of the promotional stuff you did with uh green room going forward so matt why don't you tell us first of all people know like oh green room that's where the actors wait yeah but there's a little bit more here on the stories yeah. of the green room improv group sure yeah once upon a time at judson but uh why don't you go into yeah. the, those origins and uh, actually how yeah. that kind of carried you forward to where where you are now because you're still doing it 20 years later. Absolutely. Yeah. This is one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, So, so basically it was back in my junior, junior year of college over at Judson there um, in a little Elgin, Illinois. And 
we were, you know, again, I had done a bunch of shows and they, they, you know, kind of had a theater department. Um, it was, it was enough that where we got to perform and do shows. And I mean, again, like I said, I got to, you know, Judson my freshman year and I was doing like 18 and a half, 19 credit hours. And, and a lot of that was like studio art classes. So it's like outside of the class, you're spending hours in your studio. And I did like three shows that year as well. So you think about all the time that, you know, to practice and do theater and everything like that. So anyways, throughout the course of the, the my years at Judson, I was actually, I had a minor in theater at Judson as well, too. So I was doing a major in B uh, or major of a BA in BizCom. And then I had a minor in theater going. Um, and I took like directing classes and all of that. And we get to my junior year. And, and like going into the senior, we find out that Judson's like, well, um, we're canceling the, the theater department uh, next year. And some of us, like the next play that had kind of been picked out was um, a, a really like impactful show called The Boys Next Door. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, um, long story short, it's basically about this kind of caretaker that takes care of a house of older guys but they all like mentally disabled so um and so it would have been really good challenge to like act you know one of those parts and do something like that there's you know movie version of it out and i had seen it and i was just like oh man we're gonna like we're gonna rock and roll this thing because there's a handful of us guys and you know some girls are in the show as well too um we're like we're, we're so excited for this and then we hear like they drop the ball it's not happening um and and I'm sorry, this might've been, I'm sorry, this might've been either my junior year or my senior year. Um, I think it might've been my senior year. I'm sorry, the dates get a little foggy, but yeah, I think it was my senior year, all this, this came down. And so it was going to be the fall play was the boys next door. And we're like, well, what, what, what do you mean? Like, and what do we do with some of us that have like, you know, minors or majors in theater? And they're like, oh, no, no, don't get us wrong. Like, school's like we still want you to do shows and stuff we're just not gonna fund it anymore and we're like right uh, uh, <laughs> how does that work yeah I'm, I'm like i'm sorry so one of my friends and i um we uh gathered a group of like seven other <laughs> seven other people were like hey you know what let's let's uh let's put on a show ourselves and uh look we'll memorize some scripts and you know and some of us uh We've watched Whose Lines It Anyway before, uh, which is, you know, all about improvisational theater. And we're like, hey, let's um, let's do some improv, too. <laughs> We've watched the show. Why not try to do it on stage, you know? And um, I remember when we finally decided, like, OK, hey, we're all on board and we're going to do this. And then to when our show was, it was two weeks later. So we had to find scripts, memorize scripts, practice all those stuff, learn improv. Um, basics and things like that in two weeks and promote this show and uh, but I remember when we were first like okay we're all on board this is all like eight eight or you know seven or eight of us and um, we're trying to come up with names we're like we need something catchy and we're all tossing out and we're I remember exactly where we're sitting and we spent a few hours just like chatting we ordered some pizza and we were like you know talking about what to name this thing and finally I like you know I tossed out as like hey like what about the green room like the green room and i was like yeah you know the green room really is really the place that symbolizes where people hang you know the actors hang out before the show and it's like there's that camaraderie and there's like that ensemble feel and like that hey we're doing this together kind of feel i was like oh heck yes the green room that's what it is and so we named it the green room we made some posters so i utilized some of my when i look back at some of my designs now but some very like rudimentary type poster design that I cranked out with my BA, you know, that I was working on and graphic mm-hmm. design. <laughs> I knew so little back then, but it worked for us. a poster too. And I was like, okay, yeah. that looks cool. My mom said, well, Matt's working on things because I showed it to my yeah. mom, you know, miss yeah. 30 years of graphic design. She's like, Matthew's doing very well. She, that's all she said. She's like, she, <laughs> she knew you were trying. She knew she, you had it just so you know, yeah. she, she knew you were trying. <laughs> Yeah, try, <laughs> trying is the right word but um but anyways we made up these posters and we literally i remember dave and i who's who's become kind of the director of the group 
and I still do some of the design stuff, but um, we've had another guy that's in our group now uh, in Christian and um, he, he rocks out all of like the social media and the posting and all that kind of stuff too. So kind of hand over the reins and he runs with it and he's very like, he, yeah, he, he's awesome with it. But anyway, so Dave and I literally, every person we would see on campus, we were like, Hey, come to the green room show. Hey, come to the green room show. It's uh, it was like, it's for free. It's for free. And people were like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll come. And then they, they finally got to the point where we were saying it so much and they see us and they're like, yes, I'm coming to the green room show. You know? <laughs> so we do the, uh, we do the first show and there's like a line out the door. And we're like, Oh man, it's going to be so awesome. Even though this show was free, but um, we <laughs> packed out that theater over capacity. People were sitting on, on, on the floor and on, on, we were sitting on people's laps and, and we're like, we, we packed it in there. We did our scripted, you know, like the scripts or whatever they memorized and stuff like that. And, um, and did some improv and it was like a major success and it was a one night only kind of a thing. Right. Like, wow, maybe, we, maybe we've got something good here. So we came back the next year. This was when I was alumni and we did something called Green Room Revisited. And this, and this is where we wrote the scripts and we did even more improv. Um, had auditions, you know, and, and brought in some some other ensemble members. Some were still repeat over from the previous year. We charged a dollar, and we were doing two <laughs> nights of this thing. And we it was had a people- bargain that whole dollar. <laughs> I'd be like, dollar? I got I got four quarters. Here you go. <laughs> and for a, for a college student, hey, you know that's asking a lot. But we again, we we had people lining up like an hour before the show to like get in, and we had like another separate area where we're doing like a simulcast projecting our show over on a big screen over there. So people can sit on like the lobby, our lobby area basically to, to watch this show. We did two nights completely sold out. We're like, you know, I remember Dave and I were like, we, we got like something kind of like really, really good here. And we're like, we're starting to get our, our grasp of like doing improvisation and like learning some, more technique and like the rules of improv you know everybody always asks us oh you practice improv we're like well we you practice the games and you know and you practice also like story structure you know like about having like you know the the exposition and then the conflict resolution kind of a thing so it's like you know and building characters and storylines and stuff and relationships so all those basics of of like any type of book you would read. So then we got hired out by the Milk in Elgin mm. to write a show and do a show there, which we did for like a weekend. And um, and from there we incorporated and we're like, all right. And so then the next handful of years, we were doing some, a bunch of scripted shows. We would do like, um, basically we would write full, like a full show. We did some murder mysteries. And I remember at practice, we would basically be like, all right, let's all pick characters and let's like just keep improvising and just keep redoing it and just kind of figuring out until we build something that we've memorized, basically. And we did a few shows. We did a few shows with that. It was such a unique experience. Um, but then we started getting hired out for a lot more improvisation. And we're like, because we were hosting some of our own shows. And we're like, you know, this is kind of like, pretty easy like setup where we like take lights and whatever and aside from knowing the games and stuff we go there and we do it quickly you don't have to memorize anything and then we leave and that's good you know and so we started doing that more and then we had kind of grown out of the judson theater um and we weren't really incorporated with judson we were just were students that were going there we we're our own entity right um, which is fun now because now judson hires us back to come perform <laughs> for them which Some is like circle <laughs> circles so amazing but then we moved out to Huntley and started doing shows there and then we got hired you know shortly after that but you know Hemmons and Elgin to start doing mm-hmm. shows there and now we're at the Rao and Crystal Lake but yeah I, I've probably performed in maybe close to or maybe over like a thousand improv shows with Green Room alone so it's been a pretty big ride and feel like a very uh, an integral part of that um, process there. 
Yeah, and I mean, green room. I mean, like I said, for someone who was there at the beginning too, and saw how it grew and how it changed for the various areas too. Because I remember when you guys went to Huntley, I remember your little car commercial GPS and everything, and our you know our good old friend Taylor, God rest his soul. But just some of the most things that came out of the show, and that's why I ended up coming. It turned to be my monthly thing. Like I would just do that. I would bring friends over. I'd be thing, you know, old girlfriends, everything, and just they just love. They're like, when can we go back? Like, well, the next show's not till next month. Oh, it's not till next month. Come on. Yeah. Go to this, and I was like, "Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was just a great time all the way around there." My uh, my improv uh, ninja sweatshirt, unfortunately, finally died last year. I threw it in the wash, and that was the last. It, it got so many years out of that sweatshirt, and then I, it it out. I I'm gonna have to get a new one. Else, I mean, hey, the tax returns coming, Matt. You know, once the once the ceiling's done, I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to go on the website. By the way, they will be in the show notes, folks, so you can actually check it out. Uh, but um yeah i just it it was always a great time i just i always looked forward to it i was laughing here and like i said getting to it coming back to it's just you know things got a little crazy at home and then you know tyler just was not a big fan of it doing the theater and of course now he's like oh we should see this thing oh now you want to see it like good we need to go see it now now you'll find out why it was funny why daddy was always on the floor laughing and looking forward to it every night i had a green room car out i owned real world green room i own the challenge which i will okay. never get over because i remember when i we watched just so you know guys you'll see it on here but thing but the funny thing was is they filmed the first episode and we got hit by so much snow that day when they were filming it i remember uh, our buddy butch you know when he came tumbling down in that scene there too and i said actually that was me i think i think i think somebody said hey hey matt butch uh ryan was over on the one hill in decalb and he actually fell off one of the snow banks you should put that in because also i saw him doing that i'm like wait that was that was me wait a minute hold on a second like was matt taking pictures with his camera and i didn't know it was i just i just remember doing a double take that night i was like wait wait that that did happen to me hold on a second yeah yeah and we we've had a, we've had a lot of members. Um, I guess you know we we just brought in a, a, another member, and I think she's been with us now like three years, and that's like the youngest member because you know Dave and I have been there mm-hmm. since ni- basically 1999 when we started this thing, and then Paul was brought in like soon after that, who was our pianist, and mm-hmm. he's just uh, super like genius with that. Oh yeah. Um, and, and then like Carrie was shortly after that we're talking around like the 20 year area and then some of our other members are like seven eight nine years you know like I, i've forgotten because they've been around so it's just like this ensemble of players that we just can anticipate each other on stage it's just it's like we're playing together and like getting paid for it. it's so amazing and um and we've often had a lot of people ask us you know, like hey you know audition with green room and we have a very kind of extensive process when we do kind of open that door of like a member's leaving or we're like hey we might need to expand a little bit because we're getting quite busy and we might need another member to have as like a backup to be able to help us but um there's quite a process and um vetting of the people that we've kind of brought into our group and so um when you know when one of them leaves um or passes away like you know taylor did recently Um, that that's a very big hit to the group because it's kind of been like that small group, like the, your group of friends that you just know and you see all the time. So that's why theater's just been a huge part of my life and, um, and with green room and with doing that. But I mean, design obviously, you know, bleeds through every part of my life as well too. So. Yeah. And, and that's been a major focus too. And, you know, and it's also interesting, like you were talking about, you know, members coming, like, you know, I remember, you know, after Samantha's born, it's hard to believe she's 14 now. And if anybody knows this is Matt, uh, um, Dave and Martine who are, were the original members too, when they were too. So this also tells you how long green room's going too, because we've actually seen us have kids and have children and, you know, okay. growing up and members coming back. I remember before Carrie was a mother of five and everything else. And I remember, you know, and then the Christmas shows and Rick coming in and a couple other things and uh, just, just amazing times, but it's, it, it's amazing. Like I've tried to follow you guys as much as I can, even, you know, even during COVID when you guys were doing some of the videos, I was trying to watch some of that too. But you know, one thing people think is, Oh, if you're good at comedy, you'll do improv. I'm like, no, improv is a whole different universe. And this guy who's a teacher who does have to improv almost on a daily basis. Cause no matter how much I rehearse it too, I have no idea what's going to happen the second I walk in that classroom or if the technology is going to work or somebody's having a bad day or yeah, or whatnot. It, it, it's always a different things too. I mean, you guys have always done an amazing time. I 
try to be inspired by you as well, too. So just so you know, that did carry over in me over the years as well. Yeah. I was just actually talking to, um, as far as improvisation kind of being in like everything we do. Um, so I mean, all this design is like my side hustle and I do a lot of, a lot of stuff with that, but I actually work, you know, at a marketing firm and I was talking with one of, uh, um, our other, like my fellow, um, design team members and we're, you know, she's kind of been in her head a lot with like the design. And so we were just chatting today and I'm like, you know, sometimes like, you know, not, not sometimes a lot of time with, with design there, um, is a lot of like improvisation to it as like, and if you don't let yourself like vibe with that, you'll keep yourself in a box and you won't kind of like start exploring. And I said, all you need to find is like that one thing that gives you the inspiration to be able to just kind of create and like, you know, like kind of push and flow and, and move your design how you want. Um, Cause you don't need to go in to a project knowing what the end of it is going to look like. You have no idea. It's got to be organic organic and you've got to improvise that that feeling and if it's like the music that you do or um you just like have some things that you go look at for inspo find that one thing that just helps you and and again like improvisation with designing is like you know i use that on the daily um really kind of finding something i'm like i have no idea how i got there it's awesome and because i started with like a white piece of paper basically <laughs> and, exactly. and yeah so it's, um, yeah, it's just very like, you know, throughout used so much, you know, and if you're able to harness the power of that, you know, there's a lot that really can come from it, you know, design and theater. And I think um, the one thing I want to say about um, with doing improvisation added on top of like doing theater, you know, when I started doing improv, um, it like substantially enhanced my auditions for shows and the reason why is because i was very um uninhibited i wasn't embarrassed you know when i started doing improv i was basically like i go in like almost like i could give two rips kind of a thing um and just be like i'm just gonna try whatever i remember one time i was auditioning for a show i was beauty and the beast and we were doing it with another uh community theater and one of my one of my friends was auditioning for that as well too, and uh, we were getting to the part of like reading for the beast, and um, a couple people did some stuff before, and then he went up and kind of did the same, almost like blocking and movement and everything they were doing, and I remember thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna flip this script, and I like <laughs> I did something completely like different and different voice and like I just ignored whatever they're doing because it's so interesting it's like one person went and then everybody felt like that's the exact same thing they had to do and I was like no no like we're all we all audition different and I remember my friend telling me he's like when you started I, I remember thinking in my head he's like what, what are you doing you're like doing it wrong but then he's like well, wait a minute like, we're doing an audition here there, nothing's been scripted or blocked right. or and um I ended up getting uh, a different part, but it was just the uh, the process of being like, I do improv and I, I'll just change it up anytime I want, you know? And that's just, again, it's really helped with finding characters quickly. Like when you get cast, you know, it's like some people like work for a while, you know, as I've been to shows with you, Ryan, like, and they finally maybe find a character like, um, you know, in Tech Week, right? Maybe. Um, but for me, I'm like, I want to like get my character and that stuff down so I can really like polish it. I remember when we were doing, um, you were, you were in, uh, best, uh, best little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, right? best little whorehouse <laughs> in Texas. I will, I, uh, or as I like to call it the backstage death fall as a uh, me, Sarah, and a couple other people, poor Sarah, you know, broken arm. I fell oh. off it. Jeff fell <laughs> off it. I think Jim almost fell off at one point too. And it was until that. And I forgot why we never got the guardrail up. It was like, everybody was yeah. supposed to have that guardrail up and the curtain was the only thing keeping us. It was up there early, but unfortunately for Sarah, she landed, but this was another friend of ours uh, from, um, from stagecoach, but she fell and she was on a, she was on cast the entire show. <laughs> she was, uh, yeah. she yeah, was, yeah. she was the only, as I say, the only whore in the whorehouse that was severely injured. <laughs> <laughs> occupational hazard um but but there uh but i remember i um 
I took that like character to like the next level mm-hmm. where I, I literally um, half the lines that I said in the show I had made up during practice. And I remember <laughs> Kathy Kane, who was directing, oh, she's like, and she's like, one, you know, I walked over to her after one practice when I had just like done something that was just like nuts, right? And she's like, I always get nervous of like what you're going to say or do. And I was like, I could just go back to the script you if you want. And she's like, no, no, I know I like all of the stuff. She's like, I just get nervous because like you with your imp- improvising, I never know what you're going to say. And and with that, like some nights what I was feeling, even during performances, I was just like, eh, whatever comes out, comes out, you know, and uh but I, I mean, I had so much, so much fun with, with some of those type of roles that um, it's just kind of, yeah, it's, uh, it's finding that, you know, that inspiration for the character early and like just going nuts with it. It's just, yeah, it was so much fun. And, and also too, it's like, you were very contagious where people would say a line of improv. Like if anybody knows um, uh, Matt's character was Melvin P sharp, which is basically kind of like the one of the areas trying to bring down, bring down the, the house in it. But he would come with the dogettes as they were known as would come through the back of the audience, flashlights and everything. Matt would yell and everything. But at one point there was one time I love this line this day because you reacted to it perfectly. I heard Kath, the rest of us on stage laugh, but he, that they were the, the, the nickname is the, is the chicken house. And what happens is Matt, you know, um, I forgot, I think it was Sarah. I'm not sure who it was, but says, well, Matt, you know, Melvin, I don't see any, any, any chickens. He's like, well, it's like, or legs. Like we're not looking for legs. We're looking for breasts. And all of a sudden one of our other dog gets says, well, I actually like breasts. And she didn't, didn't realize what she had just said in the context <laughs> of the show. Yeah, the yeah. audience just lost it. We're all backstage. I was with Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca fell in my arms laughing so hard at that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was wow. Listening. I will I will never forget or, or in one thing. And I remember there was one there was one comment too, and this is where it happened because um legally blonde too had just come out in the movie theaters when we were doing Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, and we were supposed to have a scene walked up, and I improved the line where um back to Sarah, she came out in her whole outfit, and I went, Oh my god, it's whorehouse Barbie, and everybody just lost it on the stage. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we, awesome. we, we, we we that that's what the line was but it was very the improv was just great and when in speaking of the nerd because i directed the nerd a few years later and matt was the nerd yeah but it, it was so and people always wondered too like like did you typecast matt i said no i said i was down to two people but matt flipped the script and i was like no he he is the nerd he is shanta he is that character he he yeah, came yeah. into it and the nights it worked melissa and melissa and i were first dating we weren't married yet and she would just say, like, I am so glad you cast him. He is just he is the nerd and everything. And it would just, he would come out with the most interesting. But it was so contagious because um, we had the people doing it from Jim Hendrix to Jim. Sutherland. that was his first show to call. And we just we would just improv the show. And it just yeah. some I, there were parts I as a director had to say, no, we have to do it this way as a result. And sometimes we did get out of control, which sometimes did drive some people. Our stage hands got a little crazy because it did. It, and the one thing you got to remember, guys, and when you do a show like the nerd or you have a lot of improv, it can sometimes get out of control. Yeah, I've sure. seen things on Green Room go out of control. You guys had to pull it back. I remember there was one scene where you were supposed to be a character and this is the improv scene. But he's supposed to be talking to a Garnum gnome, and Butch was the garden gnome. And Matt called <laughs> Butch his character's name, and he stops and goes, "You're Steve," and it just like threw everything off. Or they had to come back and turn yeah. the whole show around. And we had a night where we we're doing imp- it. Just it got so on. Everybody was upset. I ended up having, unfortunately had to you know go into teacher mode. This before I was teacher. I was like, okay, class, we've had our fun. We now got to get through this. We've been having our fun, but we're completely off. We've angered some people where we do have to get ready for tomorrow night and we you know we're wasting time we need to move on but it was better as a result too yeah and it was just it was so fun to play and and again that was the full circle of you know it was that part that i saw uh you know back in back in high school that inspired me to to try out for theater and then to come full circle and be able to play that part the part that made me want to jump into theater was was very uh bittersweet for for me um and and again i love you know i love doing um comedy shows and improv and everything like that 
Um, but also, I, you know, I've uh, wanted to say this thing. I've had a couple opportunities to do some very um, impactful uh, shows. And I've, I, in a way, I've really fallen in love with some kind of dramatic, um, like, shows, musicals kind of a thing. So, for instance, um, I had an opportunity to do Next to Normal um, out in Rockford. And it's about, you know, um, mental health. And I mean, there's a lot of like kind of taboo kind of things and like mental health. And it deals with like, you know, suicide and um, just, you know, drugs and different things like that. And um, it was just a, it was a very like impactful show, what it was about. And um, just, I, I just enjoyed stepping out of the comedy, you know, and doing that. And another show that I had an opportunity to do years earlier um, with Taylor and, and a bunch of friends was bear the musical. Oh yeah. Um, bear. bear. And, um, and again, that was just a very like pivotal role in um, my, my theatrical kind of career uh, uh, you know, doing some things that are really meaningful as well too. It's always good you know, walk out of a, a show with, you know, the comedy and the laughs and that feel good. But it's also sometimes great to do some things that are very like, you know, a different level and, and have you thinking like, oh man, you know, like almost like reevaluate. Like it's just kind of almost, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, but it just gives the audience a chance to really kind of reevaluate and, and think about different things in their life or whatever like that. It's just really interesting. So yeah, I, I, I kind of love all aspects of theater really. You know, and it, and it's funny thing because you know your your you know your oldest daughter you know she does dance and theater but you know do you, do you ever do you ever give pointers to Ashlyn on on you know being you know about that I mean she's much young and she's you know like I said she's Five, yeah. got the pieces on that too but do you ever kind of wonder how you know do do you actually hope you're you're moving the right things but at the same time is you're kind of saying like well you know this is hard honey it it, it you're gonna make mistakes yeah. especially at her age you know doing a lot of well. That. Well, and one thing I've, I, we've tried to, you know, talk to her about, because I mean, she's doing gy dance and gymnastics now, but she can like sing. I mean, she could sing like a few years back. I mean, and she was like hitting some notes that I've heard some kids audition for that have been like in high school for shows that I've directed. Right. Cause I've also done a lot of directing as well too, which we didn't, we didn't touch on, but, um, but yeah, I've directed about 20 shows with was with a group called uh, Christian Youth Theater. And that was, again, another very monumental part of my whole like theatrical kind of, you know, career that I've done. Um, but like with Ashlyn, it's like, you know, directing some of those kids and, and seeing just kind of already the raw talent that she has. Um, I kind of like started talking to her and like, you know, when you're interested and you want to do some of this, um, I'm totally cheer you on and maybe even hopefully direct you. That'd be great too. But I've tried to remind her that, like, even myself, you know, there's there's been a, a bunch of shows that I have auditioned for and not got in. Mm -hmm. But there's always uh, the next show. There's always, like, the next opportunity. That's what's, you know, so great about theater or even, like, just design and art and stuff like that. It's like, okay, one client doesn't buy into your price or your style but there's going to be somebody else that's like, this is the bomb diggity. Right. So, right, exactly. um, so it's about, it's about taking those, like those stepping stones and being like, okay, what well, did I mess up the audition? Can I learn? Can I get better at that? Or was I just rocking it out, but they were just looking for something different. You know, it's like not finding the discouragement, but finding, cause I try to go into every audition as um, this is another chance to perform. Right. Right. So I get to like do a monologue or I get to like sing songs and, and with somebody that's playing it and have fun or make people laugh. I'm like, I see every audition as a, as a performance. And if you look at it through those lenses, um, you know, it kind of changes your perspective and then you're, again, you're less inhibited. You'll try new things. Um, but even when you, you, you know, I try, I'll, I'll try to guide her as she gets older. Cause she, I mean, she turns six in May. Mm. Um, so she's really starting to like, you know, pick up some things and she loves coming to green room shows. Now she came this, this last weekend. And so she's really, I've seen kind of like that theater bug and, you know, maybe biting her and being like, 
getting her in it into the fold and having her try it, which would be great. And again, we'll, we'll encourage her that when you don't get into stuff, it's just because they're looking for something different, you know, and, um, and just like that, Hey, there's always something else. And I, and I think it's a very positive message. I mean, for the organizations that I've run through, through the schools too. I mean, sometimes we do have a lot of kids that have the talent, but they don't know they have a talent or, you know, sometimes, you know, we see something in them they don't always see, but at the same time as, you know, it's kind of encouraging them, especially when we've done competitions, like, you know, you didn't win this one, but you got people's attention and, you know, maybe we got to figure out how that works for the next one as well. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's that encouragement. I mean, and for both of us who have been in the director from the acting to the roles and the stars and the supporting the producers and so forth. I, I think it's a very interesting role when, you know, as they always say, especially, you know, when you're, when you're on the opposite end, it's like all of a sudden you're like, you're the one directing the stage, not the guy on the stage. And then you're the guy on the stage and then yeah. you're trying to find your own way, but you're trying to find that same vision. I mean, as a graphic designer, I mean, I think that works really well. What you said here, you sometimes get clients and it's like, here's this great idea. It's like, well, I, that's not quite what I'm going for. And sometimes like, whoa, I've been blown out of the water. I, yeah. I wish I would have talked to you three years ago. Where have you been all my life? You know? And that reminds me of something else as well too. And, and like, and with like certain kids or actors or whatever, like under bad direction in, in mm-hmm. like with a job under like, you know, like your boss, bad direction or your creative director, bad direction, you won't get somewhere, but sometimes with the right person, you will. And it reminded me of when I was in, when I was in college, a girl I was dating brought me to see a show down in St. Charles. And it was some professional group. I say air quotes, but professional group was coming through <laughs> and they were doing the show um, called a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Right. And um, I'm like, okay, let's you know, let's go let's go check it out. And I remember, like, at the end of Act Act One, like the intermission, we uh, we left. I'm like, this is terrible. This is just this show is terrible. This show stinks. Whatever. And then fast forward a handful of years later, I'm dating a different girl. She lived in Wisconsin, and we're going up there. And she's like, oh, we're gonna go to this dinner theater. And I was like, all right, sweet. I mean, I love theater, obviously. And I was like, let's go. I was like, what's the show? And she's like, oh, it's a surprise. I'm like, all right, cool. So we eat dinner and I'm like, what's the show? It's a surprise. Okay. Yeah. And she had no idea my, you know, history with watching this show. But finally we're walking in a theater and I get handed the book, you know, the program. And it's like funny thing happened the way to the forum. I'm like, oh my, are you, are you freaking kidding me? And I was like, all right, well, let's just, we're here. You paid tickets and it, you know, the theater was in the rounds. So I'm like, this may be a different experience. And again, halfway through act one, I'm like, this is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen because it was like the way it was directed, the people and what they were doing and their choices. It like took something and through one lens, you know, with people that weren't being directed right or just didn't know what they were doing, it looked bad. And rather than blaming the product you know, we were, you know, I was talking about, um, I'm sorry, blaming the people that are doing, it. I was blaming the product of the show, right? but seeing it in a different context with people that knew what they're doing and the direction and the lighting and everything. I'm like, wow. And I remember leaving that. And I told Dave, I'm like, cause we were doing some musicals with green room as well. I was like, Dave, we've got to do funny thing. And we looked it up and sure enough, we did it. So, um, it was just, it was interesting because, but that's the same thing. It's like with, you know, kids that, you know, aren't directing or whatever, and they're trying to go, but they're not getting that direction. They, they will hit a ceiling. They won't get anywhere. Same thing with design. You know, if you have people in upper management or whatever that are kind of like not letting you spread your wings, not letting you bring your ideas to the table, you know, and they just force feeding you like the client stuff or their ideas, you don't get a chance to really like spread your wings. And so um, that's like, you know, another reason why I love having my side hustle of all this design, because like, I really get to pick and choose my clients, you know, um, and like who I get to do stuff with. And usually it's like, I get to be as creative as I want, or I get to tell them this is what you should do. And if they go with it, then it's, it's all my idea, you know? So, right. um, so that, that's, uh, it's interesting. 
And I think that's an extremely positive message too. You know, and I, and I've seen too, I've seen shows where it's like, boy, that would that, like, I've read that show and I thought it was funny. And I saw it and like, Oh, that was a horrible show. And I was like, Oh, I saw it under different people. And it was really good. And there's one play, which I've mentioned many times thing. I've seen it three different times. I still don't like the show, but I can say, but each one of those shows was different. I can say, I might've said maybe the second time I ever saw it because I was kind of had to see it. I said, I think I like the cast better. I actually felt more sympathetic to the characters. I still find it as a depressing show, but it's oh, yeah. like, and then and, and the first one was at NAU and it was, it was people I all knew I was friends with thing. And I was like, they're all good actors, but what was this? It's like, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't identify. I can't do it. And they say, well, we got to critique these. And I was like, well, I want to critique. I don't like the show. I think it was too depressing. I did like them. I thought they, well, I thought she did a good job. I'm like for her first show, I'm not disagreeing. Then I'd see a second show where it's like, I still don't like the show, but that ver the one who played the main character, I felt for her. I actually understood her yeah. point of view. I still didn't like the message of the story. And then the third time it was like, no, this is kind of in between. Some I liked, some I didn't, but it just means I really don't like the show, but I can at least say, hey, you know what? That second one, I identified better. So I think it was the direction and the actor and the way they allowed to, to expose that character, which made the story a better in that play. So, you yeah. know, that that's how it is. It's like, I get told all the time, like, you know, Ryan, I never looked, liked losing Google Classroom until I met you. It's like, well, I don't think you really knew what to do with it or maybe you weren't really given the freedom what you or you didn't know where you could go with it and they're like you have a point there i said okay then <laughs> i said it wasn't yeah. a platform it was nobody showed you exactly how to do it and then they kind of told you like you should just use it for this and you're like okay well if i have to do it for this then that's what i'll do it for and then forget it <laughs> yeah well and that's um and that's uh when i've directed some stuff for for cyt and i think actually one of your fellow teachers stacy ross right? oh yeah good old stacy we'll get her to listen to this um but she's, she she's, does secretly she doesn't admit it <laughs> uh, but um but yeah but she so she's part of the the you know fabric out in rockford and all um her kids have been in a bunch of shows that i've directed out there as well too um and again i, I i've loved directing i've got to sit on like the director side as well and um, really kind of bring my vision. But I remember like in some of the early um, shows that I did, you know, they would hand you basically like a DVD, which was like the video template of the, the different county that had just done that show. And they're like, okay, here, and here's the, here's your sets and here's your all, you know, and I, I maybe watched the first one. Um, and then and I was like, I implemented some of those things, but then the next show that I did, they like handed me a DVD and I was like, oh, that's great. Never watched it. Cause I'm like, I want this show to become like completely, you know, as original as much as possible of mine. And, and, um, and I, I feel like that really carried a long way because I was so invested in my shows and the kids. That was just my favorite part about that was just like, investing in those kids and like encouraging them and like pulling stuff out and seeing them grow from like when they did their first show and they were kind of ensemble to growing and coming back and keep coming back and keep trying and keep working with me and keep taking the notes to becoming like leads in my show later on as they grew older, you know? And so it was just that awesome opportunity to really, you know, take my art background um because i would always implement that in my lighting design and like the scene the sets what i would do and stuff so it's just i got to really utilize so many parts but then like investing in the kids that like it really helped out for being a dad someday which i am now and it's just it, it's just uh, another very um unique part of my life that i've been able to do and i love to direct some some shows again someday, but right now the stage of life with kids and everything, it's, it's just been a little bit harder um, to do that. But there's been, yeah, just so many great opportunities with some of those programs to really, um, you know, invest in, in people's lives. And, and that's just uh, one of my favorite parts about, you know, theater and in design and um, is really um, being able to show people kind of uh, what you know and to help them kind of grow. And I, I want to say, Matt, the shows I've seen you and the ones you've worked at, I think you've done a very great, a great job. And I've seen some of those, you know, actors and kids, um, <coughs> excuse me, there we go. This is what happens when I run out of water, everybody. Uh, uh -huh. 
There we go. Clearing again. Oh, it's, you know, it's snowing outside. <laughs> it's messing up my sinuses. Anyhow, that's why I like to do these live shows. And even though know, this isn't really live, I edit. Anyhow, but uh, no, I, I think you, you've done an incredible job. You've been an amazing mentor. I think you do uh, been a great job to see where everything has gone over the last 20 years from where, you know, you've done here from your, your design to theater, to improv, to being a dad. Now, I think you've, you've come an amazing way. And I definitely love the fact how much you continue to encourage people. I know you've done it to me. I know it's been definitely a thing the last couple of years for me. So I, I want to thank you for all that. Do I don't know if you hear that enough, but I, oh, I, I want to say that to you. <laughs> yeah. And no, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, there's just so much that, you know, life passes you by so quickly in in some ways. And I, you know, I often hear about people doing different shows. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I forgot I was in that show or whatever, you know? And <laughs> um, I mean, even just a bunch of stuff you mentioned last night from early green room stuff or stagecoach, I was like, gosh, I just don't, <laughs> I don't even remember that. But it's really good to um, look back at that stuff because it's kind of gotten me to where, I, where I'm at and just the amount of people like that I've interacted through all of these different stages is just um it's just so uh so meaningful you know to to really be in that many people's lives and I, i've always tried to leave you know a good impression um and i've always been told by my parents you know don't burn that bridge kind of a thing where you know if you ever have to go back you know like the prodigal son you know there's yeah, exactly like, yeah there's no you know people welcome back with open arms and um and I, I've really felt that in a lot of ways and in, in different uh, avenues in my life. And it's insane, especially for you who have younger siblings. I think you guys have always tried, <laughs> tried to avoid burning those bridges. But yeah, sometimes you can yeah. go home again and sometimes you can, you know, see old friends and uh, remember good times and maybe make new memories too. So it's always a great, great time with that too. So, you know, Matt, this has been a fantastic time. And I don't think of anybody better for the big 100 episode here for between your story, everything that's gone inspiration. How can the wonderful people listening to this amazing podcast, wherever all podcasts are listening to can find you, maybe even hire you or maybe even buy green room stuff at some point. <laughs> wherever you find me. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, my website is all this design and people ask, you know, how to spell my last name. So it's basically the plural form of the grocery store Aldi. So A L D I S. So aldisdesign.com. Uh, I mean, you can check me out there. My Instagram is, uh, Matthew Aldis design. Same thing with, I got a Facebook page, I think on there, Matthew Aldis design, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you can contact me there. I always love, um, to post, try to post daily on Instagram and stuff to just, uh, force myself to try to continue being creative every day. That's kind of the, um, feels like create something new each day that, you know, inspires you or, um, or something that you're working on, you know, share your stuff. That's a, it's a good way to, for people to kind of see what you're doing and know what you can do. And so, like I said, you know, you mentioned in the intro, I do. Yeah, a lot of different aspects from, you know, that design to videography to animation to photography. So, yeah, I mean, there's kind of no project I wouldn't try to try to do. <laughs> Even putting together a birthday parade for his wife a couple of years ago. <laughs> I, ro I rocked that out, you know, I, I did that COVID style and uh, made it happen. I mean, of course, my wife turns 40 during COVID. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I turned, but, it was a normal year. No, Kelly turns 40 and it's, oh yeah, how by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we made that happen. And you, and you, and you swung by as well too, which was yep. pretty awesome. We but, actually, and we were by the, we were by the church where we land up today when we were driving by Tyler's appointment today, today. So I was like, Hey, I went, Melissa went, well, was that already a couple? I'm like it was, and there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's good times. And yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I, I want to say this as well, too, in case I can get Kelly to listen to this, but, um, but I, I really, um, she's been very supportive because I, you know, a lot of times I work all day and then I'll work all evening as well, too. Um, and, or going to green room or whatever. And she's just been very supportive been a rock star by my side and just a great mom for our kids. And, um, so I, I just couldn't be happier to have her as, uh, as my, 
counterpart. She helps out with my Aldous design as well, too. So, oh, you know, that makes me think of two sounds versus this one. Yeah, very nice. That love sound and then a big shout out. <laughs> I actually had the wah wah. We missed that one earlier. See, we, we had that at the beginning of the show. Now I, I'm finally putting in that sound effect. There we go. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's been good. But yeah, tell your, tell your people to look me up and, um, and again, I just uh, love creating stuff and um, love helping people out. Now, Matt, thank you again for being on here. It, it, this has been a fantastic, fantastic time here. Right. It's always good to catch up, my brother. All right. <laughs> yes, it was. It was great. Everybody else, thank you for joining us for one, the 100th episode of the Pixel Classroom Podcast. I hope to talk to you guys later, and we will hopefully see you to a hundred more. Thank you once again for listening to the Pixel Classroom podcast. Remember, you can find us all out and me on Twitter at Ryan7Reed or Herc78 on Instagram. If you like what you hear in this podcast, please think about subscribing as well as leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. That's all it's going to do for today's Pixel Classroom podcast. We will see you next time with another guest or wonderful reflection here on the Pixel Classroom podcast. Have a fantastic day. Yeah.